the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Bruce Hooley Show on The Answer. Take us with you wherever you go. iHeartTuneInRadio.com app. You can download our app. Search 989FM The Answer in the iTunes and Google Play Store. You all know we are in the home stretch of the primary to nominate a senatorial candidate to succeed Rob Portman. It must not be Tim Ryan. It must be the best Republican candidate. Josh Mandel believes that is him, and he joins us now. Josh, thanks for coming on the show, and you're making quite a splash with your latest commercial filmed on the Edmund Pettus Bridge. I would imagine you're not surprised by the fact that some people don't like it. Yeah, we uh, filmed a commercial on the Edmund Pettus Bridge down in Selma, Alabama, where Martin Luther King marched. And I I filmed it there because I wanted to go on offense against the radical left and the crazy liberals in the media who were trying to make everything about race. Um, I think we need to eradicate critical theory from the classroom and from society. And, you know, Bruce, I think I speak on behalf of all your listeners and obviously me and my family when I say I'm sick of being called a racist. There's nothing racist about loving America. There's nothing racist about stopping critical race theory. There's nothing racist of judging people based on the content of one's character over the color of one's skin. In fact, Martin Luther King preached just that. And I think the liberals in this country, they disgrace Martin Luther King's legacy when they make everything about race and transgender craziness. And I think they stomp on his grave and really pervert his message. And l- listen, Bruce, I'm a, I'm a dad. I've got three little kids. Gideon, who's five years old, Judah, who's seven years old, Rosie, who's eight years old. And we teach them, you just treat everyone like a VIP. It doesn't matter if you're talking to the guy who's washing the dishes at the restaurant or the guy who owns the restaurant, the person who's you know mopping the floors at, at someone's company or the person who owns the company. It doesn't matter what color skin they have. doesn't matter what religion they are. doesn't matter where they came from. doesn't matter how much money or little money their mommy and daddy have. You treat everyone with dignity and respect. Those are conservative values. Those are Judeo-Christian values. And those are the values that I'm trying to lead with in my campaign for U.S. Senate and as the next U.S. Senator. And, Bruce, it's time that we go on offense against the radical left that's trying to stomp on those values. Yeah, I don't disagree with you on any of that. I share your view on all of that. That's what I try to do here. Um, But I think your message is the same message that many of the other candidates uh, seeking the same Republican nomination uh, as you. So uh, the battle is, you know, how do you stand out from your uh, fellow candidates? And uh, it's been interesting to me to watch from afar. I've not talked with you since the thing in Gehanna with you and Mike Gibbons. I've not seen the latest polling, but it looks like it's a Mandel, Gibbons, and a large chunk of people undecided race. It feels like it's getting ugly between you and Gibbons. You came at him on his China investments, I got a mailer this week with you in a holding a mask that's supposed to be, you know, China friendly. Uh, this feels like it's getting ugly. And what I worry about is that you guys 
might go at each other so hard that you might open an avenue for Tim Ryan to get elected, which I absolutely positively can't stomach. Tim Ryan's the worst. Uh, Tim Ryan epitomizes everything that's wrong with the Democrat Party in the country. Tim Ryan has voted with Nancy Pelosi 95% of the time. Bruce, he came out for the Green New Deal. Think about that for oh, a yeah. second. You know, you're probably familiar with what's going on in eastern Ohio, not, not too far from where you're sitting right now. If you took the state of Ohio, the state of Pennsylvania, and the state of West Virginia, and you combined them into a region, under President Trump, that region, Ohio, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, we were the third largest producer of natural gas in the entire world. So when these radical leftists like Tim Ryan, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, John Kerry, Leonardo DiCaprio, Al Gore, these guys who've stuffed money in their pockets by making environmentalism into a religion, when they talk about the Green New Deal, what they're talking about is killing jobs in Ohio. When they talk about the Green New Deal, what they're talking about is higher prices to heat our homes in the winter. When they talk about the Green New Deal, they're talking about higher prices at the pump. And when I go to U.S. Senate, I'm going to do everything I can to crush the Green New Deal and maximize American energy exploration, oil and gas here in Ohio, here in America, that instead of depending on radical Muslim countries in the Middle East like Iran and Saudi Arabia or communist countries like Russia and Venezuela, let's depend on Ohio, on Pennsylvania, on West Virginia, Colorado, Texas, Oklahoma, American natural resources. And that's the kind of U.S. senator I will be. And listen, it's about jobs. It's about bringing down the cost of heating our homes and bringing down the cost of filling, us up, filling up our, our, our gas tanks. But it's also about our national security. We don't want to depend on communists. We don't want to depend on radical Muslims. We want to depend on America. And when we're energy independent, we are safer and more secure. And our people, our families, our senior citizens have more money in their pockets. Josh Mandel's our guest. He's running for U.S. Senate on the Republican side of the ticket. You can find out more on his Twitter site, at Josh Mandel Ohio. And his website is Josh Mandel. M-A-N-D-E-L, joshmandel.com. All right, let's uh, talk about your endorsement from Ted Cruz. I mean, I think for someone who's trying to prove their conservative bona fides, that's a pretty nice endorsement to have. How do you go through the process of getting an endorsement and differentiating yourself from Cruz's other options in the race? Sure. Well, first of all, I'm honored to have earned the support and endorsement of uh, Senator Ted Cruz this week. You know, I think Ted embodies the fighter mentality that we want conservatives to take to Washington. You know, one of the problems we have both in Columbus and in Washington is that a lot of the Republicans, once they get to the state house or get to the U.S. House or U.S. Senate, they become they become these soft, squishy establishment Republicans. They become lapdogs for the party bosses, and then they lay down even for Schumer and Pelosi. And one of the things that differentiates me from the other six people running for U.S. Senate is that I'm a proven fighter. I will take on the squishy establishment Republicans just as quick as I'll take on the leftist Democrats. And uh, I've done it. You know, when John Kasich was trying to stop the heartbeat bill in Ohio, I led the charge to uh, pass the heartbeat bill. I was actually the first statewide official in Ohio to support the heartbeat bill because I, I feel so strongly about stopping abortion and stopping the murder of the unborn. And I took John Kasich on head on. When uh, John Kasich was trying to keep the state's finances in the dark, I, as state treasurer of Ohio, I said, listen, Kasich, you're wrong on this. The taxpayers have a right to know how the state's finances are being spent. The taxpayers have a right to know how the, their own tax money is being spent. And so I created a website called OhioCheckbook.com. Bruce, I put online over $690 billion of state spending, everything from 2 bucks for a pack of pencils 
to millions of dollars for road contracts and everything in between. Earned Ohio the number one ranking in America for fiscal transparency and really set a standard. And again, I was taking Kasich on. When Kasich was trying to do the Medicaid expansion under Obamacare, I led the charge against him on that as well. And I'm going to keep leading the charge when I go to Washington. If the Republican Party bosses are acting like Democrats, I will take them, them on as well. Josh Mandel is our guest. I want to ask you, uh, I want to give you some red meat then. Uh, you call out, uh, you say, the wokesters, the squishy Republicans. Here's what I've been astonished at from everyone in the race. You guys have appeared on the stage with Matt Dolan a number of times. I have not heard, and I could have missed it, but I have not heard anybody take on Matt Dolan on being a co-sponsor of the Equality Act in the Ohio General Assembly. Am I wrong? Did I miss it? And if that's not happened... Is it a thing that you guys who are on top, you don't want to punch down, you don't want to raise his profile by taking him on, but I find that to be a completely inauthentic conservative position on the part of Matt Dolan? Well, Dolan is totally wrong on that position. Um, At the Fox uh, 8 slash WCMH Channel 4 debate, it was held in Cleveland by Colleen Marshall, who I think is a liberal activist masquerading as a journalist. You're not wrong. Moderated it. You're not wrong. Moderated. There was a question on that. Um, I know I came out strongly against the Equality Act, and I think most of the people on the stage did as well. I don't remember exactly how Dolan answered it. Dolan answers Um, it always that it's bad for business in the state of Ohio to not have the Equality Act, as if that's a business question. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a morality question, and um, but you know I don't know if you remember this when I was in the legislature, I, I helped kill the original one. You know, I think they called it Soji back then, or you know they they, they always change the name. They come up with these different names. Yeah. Um, and but I, there is one moment I remember I really took on Dolan hard. It, it wasn't on the Equality Act. It was actually on abortion. We were at a, a debate down in uh, I believe it was Butler County, West Westchester area, um, just north of Cincinnati, and uh, you know I, I took him on pretty hard. On, the, on abortion, um, because, you know, he's got a horrible voting record when it comes to uh, those issues. And I am devoutly pro-life. You know, before I was a leader in the pro-life movement, I was an activist in the pro-life movement. And, you know, one of the things that's important, I think, when we send congressmen and senators to Washington, is that we not just elect friends of the pro-life movement, but we elect champions. Mm. And there's a big difference. You know, a friend is someone in the state house or in Congress that you know, maybe at the end of the day they'll vote the right way, but you might have to hold their hand and twist their arm. A champion is someone like me, like Ted Cruz, like Jim Jordan, who wakes up every single day living and breathing and sleeping this issue of protecting life from conception to natural death, of overturning Roe v. Wade, and of stopping abortion for good. Josh Mandel running for Senate, Republican side of the ticket. You can find his Twitter at Josh Mandel Ohio. His website is joshmandel.com. Well, you've talked before about, uh, in a joking way, about you get ready to tweet something and somebody in your campaign will say, no, you can't do that. So I want to talk about whether it was a hard decision for you, uh, or the decision-making process, rather, on the ad that preceded this latest ad, where you have this mom, I'm not sure where she's from, but she's awesome and she's entitled to every word of her opinion about Mike Gibbons' and what he said to you and Gehanna about your service not being in the private sector. Josh, my Twitter avatar is my father who served in the infantry in World War II, so I'm super pro-military. But I don't know that it was fair for you to take Gibbons' view about military service not being in the private sector and turn that into him demeaning the service of this poor woman's son who lost his life 
in combat because to me the private sector is you invest your own money you you build wealth for other people through jobs as noble and it is the most noble form of service military service which you have done i don't think that is what people think about when they think about private sector so was that a hard decision for you to make because that's a very very incendiary ad well put aside your opinion my opinion i think the most important opinions on what Gibbon said to demean the military, the opinions of veterans and the opinions of the Gold Star families. And what happened was after Gibbons made those horrible comments demeaning military service and essentially saying it's not real work, our phone started ringing off the hook from veterans all over Ohio, people we didn't know, people who are not supporters, just like random people, you know, folks who served in Vietnam and Desert Storm and Iraq and Afghanistan who, were, who saw the video and were just outraged by it. And a bunch of them signed a letter to Gibbons, demanded an apology, and, uh, you know, he basically gave them the middle finger. And then um, there's this Gold Star mother who obviously felt very passionate about it, and, you know, her family's an incredible family who's paid the ultimate sacrifice, and they live here in uh, Painesville, Ohio. And, uh, you know, she felt so strongly about it that she filmed that ad. And then I got a call proactively. I didn't, I didn't reach out to him, but I got a call proactively from General Michael Flynn. So General Michael Flynn saw what Gibbon said. He was so outraged by it. He felt it was so insulting to military servicemen and women that he proactively did a video as well. And so I think, Bruce, like the most important opinions are, are not yours or mine. It's that of like just veterans and Gold Star families who saw what he said. And, you know, that is how they took it. And so I think if you have an issue with how they took it, you should take that issue up with Mr. Gibbons, because I, I think the, the issue is really between Mr. Gibbons and how he insulted veterans and Gold Star families throughout the state. I think that's a fair answer. That's a fair answer. Uh, so let's end with this one, because we're just about out of time. I'm curious. I know you're very busy on the campaign trail, so you may not have seen it. But I'm just curious, your reaction to, did you see the video of Obama at the White House yesterday and Biden looking like he's wandering around the old Jim Valvano line? looking for somebody to hug after he won a game. Yeah. I mean, so if you if you look at my social media, I'm on, you know, Josh Mandel Ohio on Twitter, on Facebook, on Gab, on Parler, on Telegram. We're on all the conservative ones, we're on some of the other ones if we haven't gotten kicked off. <laughs> About 2 hours ago I posted that video. And I and here's what I wrote. I wrote, "Quote, this is sad and an indication of who's running the country." Yeah. And I couldn't help but think, what do Putin and Xi think when they look at that video? They're laughing. Right. They're laughing not at our, not just at our president. They're laughing at our country. Yep. Well, Josh, I appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks so much. I know it's home stretch time. We're uh, anxiously watching it. And um, good luck and safe travels as you go about the state of Ohio. Bruce, thanks for what you do to stand up for our religious liberty, for the Judeo-Christian bedrock of America and for our personal freedom. Like, I, I, I say this a lot, and I know you stand for it. This is not a shirts versus skins, Republican versus Democrat thing. This is about saving the country and the republic and the Constitution and our values for our kids and grandkids, and that that's the fight we have in front of us. That's absolutely true. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate the time. Take care. Josh Mandel. Find out more at Josh Mandel Ohio on Twitter. His website, joshmandel.com. Yeah, if you don't know what Josh Mandel and I were talking about at the end of my interview with the Republican Senate candidate, uh, Barack Obama made his uh, return 
to the White House yesterday. It's the first time he has been there uh, since he left office in January of 2017. And, well, Josh Mandel said he tweeted, this is sad, and it is sad to watch. Sad, not because I feel sorry for Joe Biden, because I've said before, Joe Biden angers me, I guess, because he and the people around him had to know. Having observed presidents at close range during a 40-year career in the Senate and eight years as vice president, Joe Biden and his handlers had to know that he was not up to the task of being president, physically or cognitively. They had to know that. Yet they chose to put him out there, prop him up, the weekend at Bernie's candidate, James Clyburn, Jill Biden, and others, simply because the Democratic Party is so bereft of ideas, because the Democratic Party is bereft of truth, and good ideas emanate from truth. They put Joe Biden out there because couldn't have Bernie Sanders run. Bernie Sanders would get crushed by Donald Trump. So Joe Biden wanted to be president because, hey, I got a pretty impressive political resume. And besides, my deadbeat son has made millions off me being in high public office. Imagine how much we could make if I was president. So he ran for president and he, well, he gained a victory. Let's put it that way. So yesterday, Obama comes back to the White House. And I cannot imagine. This must have been a real push-pull between the people who handle Biden now and try to make him look presidential and try to dig out from every stupid thing he says and his vice president Kamala Harris says. Man, wouldn't it be great if Barack came back to the White House? Oh, those were the days. And Obama, who was never shy of, you know, basking in his own aura, takes him up on it and comes back. So there's video of Obama engaging with people in conversation. And, oh, he's yucking it up and he's smiling and he's thrusting his hand out and standing right next to him is grinning Kamala. I think she's wearing that same brown pantsuit that she uh, wore the night of the State of the Union. I mean, it's not a good look, the brown pantsuit on her. But I will say I'm glad she's not using our money to, you know, dress to the nines with a different outfit every day. Anyway, Barack is standing there. Kamala's standing there. Oh, she's loving on it because, of course, he flirted with her openly one time while Michelle was sitting right beside him. And Biden is standing behind Harris, and he's looking at all these people smiling and just having a high old time. And as out of touch as he is and as fogged as his brain is, he realizes I'm not the cool kid. I'm not the cool kid. He's the cool kid, and I'll never be that cool. And so he, in a pathetic attempt to borrow some of Obama's cool, he reaches out with his left hand to grab Obama by the shoulder, and Obama just flat (laughs) ignores him. Just flat ignores him. And then there's another video, I'm not sure if it was before or after this, where Biden's like walking away from the scrum looking lost and he literally like holds his hands up like what's going on here what's going on here and he like 
daughters around and turns around like, doesn't anybody love me? Not when Barack's in the room. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.